Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, December 9th. U.S. equity futures are trading lower this morning, so you have S&P futures down 14 points. That's about 30 basis points. Dow futures are down 103 points. That's also about 30 basis points. And NASDAQ futures are down 52 points, which works out to 30 basis points as well. So down 30 basis points for U.S. equity futures today. Um, There's actually a lot of news to sift through, um, so I'm not going to go through everything on this podcast, so check out the piece um, three main topics I think are very important this morning, starting with, um, number one, the ECB. So we're coming up on a big fed meeting on Wednesday next week. I think expectations are relatively appropriate for it. I've been talking about that for the last several days. The ECB is on Thursday of next week. Um, and that's going to be a little bit more of a wild card. So there was a Reuters article this morning. That's, um, this is the most important macro topic for today. So the big ECB area of debate is, handing off from their pandemic QE program, this PEPP, to their normal pre-pandemic QE program, the APP. Um, So the Reuters article today suggests that there will be a large downtick in the volume of bond purchases um, when that trade-off takes place. The trade-off is due to occur at the end of March. So starting in April, the PEPP is supposed to not be buying any bonds any longer. The APP will be reactivated. Um, But this article claims that the volume of purchases will see a step down. So there's still a lot unknown. Still, it's not entirely clear what the ECB will announce next week. They don't really need to do anything next week. They could defer um, providing clarity to the markets until next year at some point when there's more, um, you know, known about uh, the the, um, trajectory of COVID. But, um, you know, to me, this is going to be a wild card for next week. Kind of fits in with the broader theme of how central banks globally are withdrawing accommodation. Um, But that to me is the most important kind of macro development for U.S. equities. Uh, In China, you had some underwhelming economic, or rather you had some economic numbers that fell short of expectations, including the CPI, M2 money supply, and then new bank lending. All of that is helping to fuel, um, you know, expectations for additional monetary easing. So you had the, um, the triple R cut earlier in the week. um, And then you had this economic data this morning that would suggest that China has more flexibility or more capacity to ease policy further. The second most important article of the morning um, was a Wall Street Journal report that actually hit late in trading yesterday, talking about how the Xi government is is impl- applying increased pressure to the PBOC to step up easing measures. So the PBOC was very reluctant to ease policy, um, but they came under pressure from uh, Xi and, and the central government in Beijing. And that's why you got the triple R cut earlier in the week. Um, and the article, you know, the implication of the article is that, um, you know, there could be additional actions to come. So you had Hong Kong stocks and mainland China stocks trade very well overnight. Um, there's certainly a degree of optimism around increased policy actions. Um, you know, you got a few negative headlines this morning on the property front in China. Um, Fitch in particular took two developers into um, default. So, you know, again, I think markets for the most part had assumed that these developers would be in defaults, just a question of kind of when that occurs and how it occurs. Um, but I think offsetting the property um, negativity is this kind of concept that you're going to see additional policy support out of China. Um, so that's the second big macro topic of the morning. The third macro topic is just kind of concerns COVID again. So, um, you know, I wrote a lot about COVID. I sent around a longer term kind of thought piece on COVID yesterday, and I have more in the in the vital dawn this morning. But essentially, I think that you are going to see a big increase in cases going forward, um, just given the transmissibility characteristics of this new variant, at least from what we know so far, it seems very contagious. 
I think that markets, though, are going to kind of be re- somewhat relaxed about that um, because of the Pfizer news yesterday. So, you know, according to Pfizer, if you have a uh, two vaccine doses plus a booster, you are protected against infection. Um, and then, you know, preliminary indications suggest that this, uh, the symptoms of this variant are quite are uh, are quite mild. And then it's also going, it's assumed that the vaccines will provide um, considerable protection against severe illness. So I think so long as that stays the case, um, I think markets are going to stay calm. So it's not going to be an issue of just watching infections. It's also going to be watching hospitalizations and fatalities to confirm that this uh, this symptom is in, in uh, this variant is indeed uh, much more mild than its peers. Um, you have seen in the last 24, 48 hours, you've seen governments unveil additional steps aimed at um, controlling the virus. So the UK in particular, that's weighing on travel names in Europe this morning. Um, and you're also seeing individual companies take some steps too. A um, bunch of articles about companies pushing out their return to office dates, canceling holiday parties, um, encouraging employees to kind of uh, move away from the office and work work from home again. Um, you know, I think for the most part, those are largely anecdotal. I don't think you're necessarily seeing a sea change occur, but that's kind of the state of COVID right now. Um, you know, I, I continue to think that you will, you'll see the travel names swing around based on headlines, but I think it's going to become less important for the overall market. Um, so those are all the main themes and trends for today in the macro front. Like I said, there's a lot more news, so check out the piece for more details. Um, on the micro front, you had a few earnings out last night, none of which really kind of rise to the importance of shifting the overall tape for today on Thursday, the calendar, um, you have a bunch of earnings out after the close that are going to be important, um, including Broadcom, Chewy, Costco, Lululemon, Vail Resorts, and Oracle. Otherwise, there's not a whole lot that is on the calendar, um, before the open or during the session. It's mostly just earnings after the close. So that is everything for today, Thursday, December 9th. Thank you for listening.